You a hater, hater bear. Like, rate, review, share, worship. <laughs> ain't even gonna lie to you. Ain't even so, gonna lie to you. The reason, I, the reason I ended up being a few minutes late, I had to watch that MJF promo. Hey, man, I ain't even. I'm recording it, and I'm gonna try to go back and watch it um, when I get back from Key West. So I won't see it the next week. Mm. Yeah, was it a good cut? Oh, yeah. I'm glad to have seen that in real time. MJF good on the mic, man, but here's my thing. Is MJF a face or a heel? A heel with face tendencies. Okay. I think he's a great heel. I think he's a horrible face, in my opinion, but let's say they roll him as a face right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um... Like, can MJF really be passable as the champ? Um, you know what I think? And or is he a mid-card guy? So here's the thing, right? When I first, like, when I first saw MJF, I likened him to a Miz. Yeah, me too. I think he's very much a Miz. Now... How that how that pretty much pertains to you know moving forward. I mean, it depends. Because I mean, now, you know what's funny about what you just said too. I I'm one of the few people that likes WWE Champion Miz. Mm. I think that Miz, although physically unimposing, I feel like he's a he's a solid worker. He can wrestle, right? Yeah, and I feel like. On the mic, you can't really fuck with them. So my thing is, I like my champs to seem like a big deal. And regardless if you think the Miz is like a big deal as far as like body slamming niggas, he's a big deal. Like the Miz is a big deal. He's always been a big deal, even when he was with John Morrison. So I like that Miz as the champ both times. I just feel like they didn't play him right because. You could have kept the belt on him because he could have been, I'm swarmy, I got to cheat to win champion. How many champs have it been that's like that? There's been a couple. I mean, not very many in recent years, but. Yeah, old school wrestling stuff right there. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not a big dude and I may not be the best wrestler, but I'm going to, I'm smart. And, and the Miz can pass as like, he's so smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, Eddie Guerrero was kind of like that. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I can beat Brock Lesnar because I'm smarter than Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a special skill that not you don't see from everybody. Like Roman is a top heel, but but nine times out of ten he with the shits. So you're not gonna get that cheat the win strategy. I mean, yeah, the Usos do be showing up, but. It's not as you don't get it from such a strategic standpoint, like a Miz or like right. how JBL was when he was champion. Yeah, JBL. You know, I think JBL gets shitted on on his run. I think JBL suffered for two things. Number one, I think when he was champ, wrestling was dead, to be real with you. And I think also, and I don't mean dead, like, because I never stopped watching wrestling. I just think it was dead in the sense of, 
there was no momentum behind it. It was no big superstars. It was dying down from the biggest era it ever had, which was the Attitude Era. And they was in the ruthless aggression stuff. And I just think that was just a bad era of wrestling. And also, I think JBL was kind of like, okay, everybody hurt. We don't have enough heels on this roster. We need to put a belt on somebody. And that was JBL. Yep. Because, um, who was it before that was a, because you took it from, from Eddie. From Eddie. Right, because Eddie, Eddie was on the like, yeah, Eddie and Kurt was hurt. And Eddie was like, I'm this too much. Like he told Vince, it's too much to be like the man. It's a lot. To me, the only true in the last since Cena, right? Mm-hmm. So like there's only been like a few guys that I consider like, okay, this dude is a big deal. He feel like a champion. Of course, Roman Reigns. Let's get him out of the way. Mm. Right? Seth Rollins. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Drew McIntyre. Because I respected Drew as like, okay, Drew, you're a big deal. Right? Mm. Bray Wyatt. But for whatever reason, we screwed the pooch with Bray, Bray Wyatt. Every time Bray Wyatt had momentum, Vince was like, I'm taking your momentum. Um, and that's really... Like it, like for real, that's like a passable chill. I would say Bobby Lashley, but Bobby Lashley might be the worst talker in the history of wrestling. Nah, yo. It's double bad because Bobby, not only is he not good on the mic, but he got like this white boy shit going. And no offense, I'm not trying to say a black man sound a certain way, but if you know what I, if you know, you know. Like, Bobby don't sound like one of us, if that makes sense. No, I get what you're saying. Like, and I said, and I had said it on Monday when he was cutting his promo. I was like, why does he sound chopped and screwed when he do his promos? Yeah, it sounds like he's not. I'm like, what the fuck he got going? Yeah, nah, but I don't know. And, I had wanted to initially with the MJF thing because you had kind of been keeping up with what's been going on, right? Yeah, for sure. I was thinking, I was like, so is this like a... I was thinking, was it a work? Is it a work? I feel like you got to watch the promo. That way we can really like evaluate. Yeah, break it down. Yeah, It's very much, it was very much a shoot promo similar to like the CM Punk pipe bomb. So what did he say? Give me a just to something that he said. Um, he basically was just like, he basically was just like, um, Tony Khan, go ahead and you know, like he was just saying, like the people don't appreciate him. That Tony Khan should go ahead and just fire him. All he does is, you know, bring in ex WWE people that can't even lace his boots. It's a work. It's it, I mean, it's a work. It's a work. It it, it may it, it's a work. It's a work. And the reason why I say it's a word, I don't know if you listen to Busted Open Radio with uh, Bubba Ray Dudley and the other dude from Wrestling Observer, whatever his name is, whatever. But um, it's a little... It's, it's on Fight, whatever the shit's called on SiriusXM. It's also like a little podcast cut. Mm. And they were just talking about the build-up for this or whatever, and Bubba Ray literally just said there should be an angle where they take the 
actual AEW like independent indie guys that started it and flip CM Punk heel, right? Because the and and it's like those guys versus WWE guys essentially, right? So it's just ironic to me that I listened to that on the way back with the girls, and now they're actually doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that's that's just ironic to me. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's a work. It's a work. It's a work. Because MJF, I met him in real life. Um, and I'm not saying people can't be mad at their boss or whatever, all that other shit. But I don't think also that like he would ever leave AEW. Because Vince would see MJF. And the reason why I said I met him in real life, he's short, bro. He's shorter than me. Mm. So, and I'm 6'3. So like Vince would see him and not see a champion. In AEW, you're hot. You're over. You're over, over. So, like, you know, and he's been over since his work with Jericho. So, for me, I feel like, yeah, I think it's a work. Probably a good work because he's good on the mic, but it's a work. Yeah, it's a, I would say this. If it's a work, it's a damn good one. So, he just came out and I was like, fire me, Tony Khan. I got to get the fuck out of here. To, that, to an extent, it was much more to it, but that's like the spark notes. Interesting. Yeah, they even did the little thing where he like he said he's pretty much said more expletives and then they like cut his mic and it like cut the commercial. So that happened. Mm, interesting. But I'm gonna go ahead and introduce the show. No static podcast, episode 194. I am Dennis, your host. Jax is here. Here. LQ is here. Yes, sir. And Coop is somewhere in orbit. How are y'all? Um, okay, I'm on vacation. I just went on vacation today, too. I also want to say that Anna just started volleyball. So listen, your daughter's just gonna stay in sports, bro. You ain't gonna get no time off, my nigga. You coaching bro. that? You coaching that too, Jack? I'm trying not to. I hid in the back. Cause listen, at this point, the only sport that she does that I can like just go watch and be a dad is track. Mm. Right, so uh, volleyball can be added to that list if I get the hell out of the way. So I'm just trying to stay out of the way. But the coach do know me, so luckily for her, I know nothing about volleyball. <laughs> and Anna is not good, so hopefully I can have some fun. Yes. Well, you know what? I'm not gonna say she's not good. She might be good, but she was so tight today because she doesn't know anything about it. What made her try out? Um, she got suspended for two games for a fight we had at flag football, and so she needed to pick another sport so we could burn it. We could burn the suspension in that sport instead of burning it in basketball because we start Mandarin Reigns, uh, Mandarin Reigns first coast. Straight up, (laughs) (laughs) she said, Oh, word, y'all suspended me. Fuck that. And what's crazy is she didn't even throw a punch. It's the other girls, uh, two other girls, one girl from our team and then two other girls from Ed White. They got into the fight, but um, freaking um, the whole team basically ran over there and broke up the fight, including Anna and the FHSAA suspended my entire team and fined me $100 per player. Mm. Jesus Christ. That's that hurt. Y'all got to pay that? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> you just made me think about it. I wanted to throw up. Yeah. So we don't have any money for last year. All the money we raised last year goes to that. And all the money we raised this year goes to that. Because guess what? Schools, public schools don't have money. Hmm. Yeah. Sheesh. Well, let's um let's start with Walmart's Juneteenth ice cream. Are, are, are we really is that they are we really gonna talk about that? Well crazy because cause we can just bypass that with there's no niggas in the boardroom. Did you did you see okay? I I, I want up your Juneteenth ice cream as asked. Did you see what I posted on Facebook with the Juneteenth plates and napkins and the napkin that said have, it's the freedom I for me? Face, I can tell you on my Facebook. It's the freedom for me, is what the napkin said, sir. It's the freedom for me. It's the freedom for me. Again, there is nobody in these rooms that looks like us. It, it like, all right, all right, hold on, hold on. Actually, I do think there's a nigga in the room, but he ain't a nigga. It's Bobby he Lashley. The heat. <laughs> so I, I hate to say it, sometimes you need a hotel in the room. Mm. It's the freedom Some, for me. Sometimes a hotel needs to be in the room. Because a hotel would have been like, all right, check this out. So I'm going to tell all y'all crackers how this is racist. <laughs> and the hotel would have just had a fit. Like, I'm sorry. Like a, a, like a regular nigga with a degree. A regular nigga with a degree wouldn't have said, wouldn't have said shit. Because he would have been like, hey. well, maybe the number support that this will work. A whole yeah. like y'all out y'all fucking mind. <laughs> if, if you pivot to the no static group chat, I just said it. So I see. And if it. you zoom in on the napkin, you'll see where it says it's the freedom for me. It's the freedom for me. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, it so, was one time while I was um that that reminds me of something because this was like two years ago. <laughs> this was like during the pandemic. And like um I was in this group chat and one of the dudes that was in it, he was um he had his own like business, but it was based on like you know, like masks and things like that. Like he was just trying to make like make just you know attire, like EDM centric attire, basically like pashminas and things like that. So this around this time when this happened, everything happened with George Floyd. And we we were trying to well not necessarily we but he was trying to figure out what's a way that he could you know what he can incorporate and I guess he had put up an i he had put up an idea one of them said one of them said BLM which that was the only one that I had seen when I looked and it was like okay well you know that's one thing but he had put up another one that said I can't breathe. And that's where the problem started. Yeah. But I couldn't like I couldn't I couldn't jump in and save it because by the time he had already posted it to Twitter, it was too late. And he didn't exactly consult with us on that one. But yeah, that's that's one of the things that's like but you know, like this is my thing, man. And I know we talk about wrestling a lot or whatever. Um, I remember going back to Stephanie McMahon and I found this extremely gross then. I still find it gross now. Um, and I feel like it wasn't talked about a lot, but I don't know if you remember a few years back, 
um, they were doing a story with Stephanie McMahon and talking about how much um, um, philanthropy the WWE does, right? Um, and um, as the philanthropy grew and grew and grew, they decided to do a story on it. Uh, long story short, during one of the interviews where I guess she didn't realize what she was saying, she was like, the philanthropy is the new marketing. And I just find that like a, like a very gross comment. If you think about what WWE does, right? And I'm saying the stuff they do for like Make-A-Wish Foundation. Mm-hmm. And um, the other kid, I can't think of his name and I feel bad that I can't, but his foundation where they get the kids to dress up like wrestlers and they get to come out that one night and walk the aisle and stuff like that on live TV and, they send their wrestlers to every city they go to. They send their wrestlers to the children's hospital. And mm. I think that's freaking phenomenal. I'm not hating on that. I think that's phenomenal. But it makes it disgusting and gross when you think about what Stephanie McMahon said, which is philanthropy is the new marketing. So it's like, damn, do you even give a fuck about these kids for real? Or is it just because you get to like promote it? It's you know? both. Oh, and the kid's name's Connor. God dang it, I'm so glad I remember it. Kid's name's Connor. But yeah, like, like that's gross, bro. Like it's both. I feel like two things could be true in that situation. Hey, oh, both are true, but does it make it any less gross? Oh, no, 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 no. But, and, but and, you, you have to understand the optics of it because she's absolutely right. Philanthropy is the new marketing because most people nowadays, especially when you're talking about um, our age group, Jacks, where we're talking about, you know, people from the age of, of uh, 29 to 45, where you're coming into your own, you're building your family, and you have to think about our worldview. Our worldview is set by things that we're like, hey, this is stupid. How do we continue this? You know, most people don't support things that don't have, that are just, you know, all about making a dollar. Most people. If they find out that oh we're just about you know making a dollar here, they don't want to be uh, be with it. That's why Ben and Jerry has been like, especially in the last three years, Ben and Jerry has been like very, very progressive when we're talking about you know social justice, civil rights, civil liberties, and stuff like that. <laughs> and and when you think about somebody saying hey philanthropy is new marketing all right cool a lot of people want to discount the fact that wrestling fans even though the crowd the crowd you might see is like x amount of percentage white majority white but there are a lot of black wrestling fans and from the hood is not going to support your shit if if you know, you ain't doing it for the hood. Let's let's just be honest for you. So yeah, let me put my company out there. Let me send a John Cena, a CM Punk, you know, a Stone Cold, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a, a Randy Orton, and we discount how much, like, as far as black people, like niggas, fuck with Randy Orton, like. I, I don't I can't explain it to you like niggas go hard for Randy Orton harder than they do Roman Reigns harder than they do uh, 
Bobby Lashley, all the African-American ones. Like the only people, only person who in my purview as a, as not like a, a hardcore wrestling fan, like you all are, but from my purview, like the only person that I know like rivals that fandom that Randy Orton has, as far as black people is concerned, currently, currently is like Sasha Banks and Bianca Blair. Yeah, you know what's funny about that? Bianca Belair, nigga, it goes back to what I was saying about Bobby Lashley because Bianca Belair, niggas fuck with her because she's authentic. That's a real black woman. That's a real black queen right there. Same with, same with Naomi and Sasha Banks. Like, we know those are black women. Like, they, 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 they represent as black women. Bobby Lashley, man, and I'm not even trying to hate on Bobby Lashley. I don't even dislike him. I just, he just don't come off to me as a nigga. When, when Big E had the belt, I was like, black man got the belt. Yes, sir. Kofi, yes, sir. But like Bobby Lashley, I was like, yeah, black man with the belt. But for some reason, it didn't feel the same like hoorah that it did when Kofi won or when Big E got the belt. Yeah, because when Big E got it, it was like. Hell yeah. Yeah. Right. right. But at the end of the day, though, I'll say this. I don't think the wrestlers are the issue with the philanthropy thing. Or whatever. I just think that's weird. And it's like right now I'm watching um USA MMT, which is for those who don't know, that's the men's soccer team. And um we're up three nil on Morocco, which is a World Cup team, and they've haven't lost in 34 matches. So that's good. That's a good sign for USA. But the USA men have rainbows on their numbers right now. And right. it's Pride Month. Because it's Pride Month. But guess what? You you know that they don't have rainbows for their members because they really care about inclusivity. They have rainbows on their members so they can sell pride jerseys. That's that's that, that's literally all it is. That's not a penalty. That's literally all it is. That's literally all it is. And it's like the but, marketing portion but in, is but in knowing just, that, in knowing that call it out when you know they're being disingenuous. That's like... But see, you know, and then, but then that's like the in thing. October. That's like in October. Every sports team, whether, because I'm like in October, you still got... Oh, the military uh, thing. Uh, uh, you still got baseball. Breast cancer. Breast cancer, right. Uh, basketball is just starting. Football is just kicking off. NHL is just... So the four major sports, either they're ending or just starting. And all of them during the month of October, all of them wearing that pink for breast cancer awareness month. You know, what or you know, during um not a Veterans Day, all of them got the American flag stuff on this, that, and the third. You know, we whether it's Spanish Heritage Month, Black History Month, the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. You're gonna pander to these groups because you have to you have to pretend you have to pretend that you are with these people and you support them, even if you don't really care. You know what I'm saying? But the fact of the matter is that these people are fans of your product or or they're invested in your product in some shape, form, or fashion. And you have to be like, hey, you support my product, I'm gonna support you. At the end of the day, this is one of those instances where, where I don't blame a business for saying, hey, this makes business sense. Yeah, I'm with you when you're right, because guess what? 
if I owned a restaurant here in lovely Jacksonville, Florida, and I set up my restaurant somewhere in the Five Points area, I would literally put one of those pride stickers on my door because there's a heavy gay community within this area and it would make me more money. Now, me personally, I'm pro LGBT, whatever, but even like you say, both could be true at one time. I'm pro LGBT, come give me your money. So I don't know, man. I feel like capitalism is one of those pervasive, pervasive, in, invasive things that it's, it's a case makes, by case thing. Yeah, it makes stuff like that happen. And when you look at the Juneteenth thing, I don't even, I don't even I, I like when we say both things are true. I'm not gonna say that in the Juneteenth case. I don't think both things are true. I don't think they give a shit about Juneteenth. Listen, yeah, see, uh, do do, do any of y'all like follow uh, Andrew Schultz? Yeah, I do. I like oh, okay, Schultz. like phenomenal comment. And a year ago, like when they have uh, turned Juneteenth into a federal holiday, he makes this like great joke. He's like, you know, it's going to be like four or five years before you know uh, they're going to start making money off of Juneteenth. So you know, just give it, just give it a second, you know. Bro, can I can I can I jump in real quick and like just you know not to extend this even further, but I just got in here. What's up, y'all? By, by the way, Cooper the house. Well, I'm about to have a Dave Chappelle moment, right? And because I want to just call it what it is, bro. This is political, social, economic. Well, this is a political, social, economic hostage situation. It is, bro. Think about what we just said. You, we've now, this has now gotten to a point where whether you like something, hate something, or just genuinely don't care for your economic survival, you got to put on like you like it. Facts. Facts. The, I don't think USMMT, I, I would say they're indifferent because in my opinion, what does the USMMT have to do with LGBTQ? I don't think but, they care. But, but that's exactly what I'm saying. In fact, you want me to tell you what I'm willing to argue? I'm willing to argue that if we really took a, somehow took a survey where everybody was had no choice but to be 100% honest, we would probably find out that most people are like, hey, honestly, bro, I really don't care, bro. I don't, be, I don't think about that, that often specifically or nor do I have a prejudice if they just people <laughs> in my opinion, whose lifestyle is probably different from my own, whose choices are different from my own. But that's not but the reality is, which that's that's the that ironically is the realistic best case scenario. The reality of the situation though is if you plan to make money in this country, you better fucking love that shit. You better brush your teeth with that shit. You better, that shit better be your favorite kind of clothing, bruh. And it's a shame because, and I feel a lot like Dave Chappelle does, this is a movement that has gained so much traction that they went from being oppressed to, honestly, they're now standing on par with their oppressors in that their ability to force people to do something based on their beliefs. 
it's a hot that, I don't even think the LGBT people care, bro. I just think oh, that yeah. I just think them niggas want to make money because it's capitalism and in a capitalistic society, you can literally make money off of anything, bro. Right. I I just want to point out that insulin, insulin, things that people need to survive. People are born with type two diabetes, okay, and. You're, you're you're like certain people can't help their situation. Yeah, you can be like, oh, they just need to eat better or they need to whatever. Okay, you can say all that shit if you want, but at the end of the day, people are born with certain diseases and stuff, stuff like that. In Australia, insulin is four hundred and some odd percent cheaper than it is in America. They we don't even give a fuck about people living. We don't even care. They like, oh, I can make money. I'm gonna just point out one more thing. I just got a call the other day from um a bill collector so i'm like what what the fuck y'all want because you know i i, I kind of pay my bills so what's the deal they charging me 300 my shit i went to collections 360 dollars in my collections for when i had my heart attack last july so they're like yeah man um you need to pay this i was like no i have insurance so i shouldn't be paying this by the way i paid 287 dollars a check insurance we get paid bi-weekly so um around almost eight hundred dollars a month for insurance or whatever six hundred dollars a month for insurance so um i say no i i got insurance they say yeah your insurance paid by the way when i had my heart attack i wasn't in the hospital for an extended stay or nothing it was a minor cardiac event i literally went home the same day i had it but i just needed to take it easy Right. So um, for me, going to the emergency room, sitting in the hospital for about six hours, getting an EKG, giving, eating about seven baby aspirin and getting an IV or whatever, they charge my insurance company $13,000. Think about what I just told you. I ate seven aspirin. I got an EKG. It's not like they can reverse the fucking heart attack. They said, oh, nigga, you just had a heart attack. And they gave me an IV. And it was $13,000 and my insurance paid 10 of it and I got to pay 300. That don't even make fucking sense, fellas. That don't even make sense. (laughs) Think about what I just said. Like, what? Why are we trying? Bro, the baby aspirin had to cost $300 per aspirin. Baby aspirin. Listen, my nigga, I do inventory. I walk in hospitals and clinics all the time. I promise you, depending on that brand of aspirin, I can tell you each pill probably costs 24 cents. Right. But guess what the hospital charged for it? Tell them what the hospital charged for it, Wayne. Oh, the, oh, the hospital charged, charged you like three, $400 per pill. Per pill! Because wow. people, people are dying so we can wow. make money off of it. That's All dead right, crazy. Right. Put, it like this. put it like this. I'm going to give y'all, I'll put y'all on a secret. I'm going to put y'all on a secret real quick. All right. So I inventory Walgreens and CVS. Okay. <clears throat> Walgreens, <laughs> we do their inventory. Walgreens, literally, their entire inventory is based on what they pay for the cost of goods and services inside Walgreens. Okay. So there could be something in Walgreens that you're paying 10, 11, you know, 20, 30, $40 for. By the time I get to it, and give them a printout of what they have, that same item is $2, 50 cents, 
you know, yada, yada, yada. That's the cost that they pay to buy it from whatever manufacturer. CVS, on the other hand, outright, whatever the retail is, that's what they are looking for. So if they say, hey, we're selling this for $16.99, that item better ring up in my system for $16.99. So a pharmacy in, in for CVS, the average pharmacy for CVS is roughly $2 million. Meanwhile, the average pharmacy for Walgreens, based on the differences of how they run both, both systems, based on differences, has I have yet to see anything go That's above seven hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> I'm, 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 I could uh, follow up and continue my battle with capitalism, but you niggas don't want Andrew Yang, so I'm just gonna let y'all have it. <laughs> no, but, bro, but but honestly, we we listen. We got so far away from bro, and what we are talking about, and I'm, this is not to say that there are terrible people or that I myself don't support them because I do. But I'm telling you, bro, no matter how you look at it, bro, bro, yo, everybody on this podcast has lived through or witnessed a hostage situation. That is to say, a, a person or group of people going in and forcing another, a larger, in fact, group of people to bend to their will, their belief, and cooperate. Who must have went back at orbit? They don't snatch They black bad They black bad cool, bro. He was talking that crazy shit. Anyways, go to the next topic so we can get them back. All right. And then Coop started telling the truth, man. Brandy responded to Jack Harlow on wax. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is world famous, one of the greatest. Living legend, did I mention my resume is amazing. The game need a breath of fresh air and I'm breathtaking. Painted pictures, Cinderella scriptures, but that don't mean jack in the streets. Jack of all trades, now I'm here, jack of the beats. Queens cancel, but you could never cancel a queen. Crown concrete stone, an angel in disguise, a roam the earth, uh, God, the son of Jehovah's own. Oh, uh, my God. Why is she rapping? <laughs> Who wrote the bars though? You don't think it, you don't think Brandy wrote that? Brandy ain't right that. Stop playing with me. This black excellence at its finest. Don't call me Brandy no more. Call me your highness. Built tougher than my brother Ray J glasses. Chris is passion. You woke up a beast. Now Wait, what? Sing a slash rap. Wait, but she what? was that dead ass she wrote that. She was yeah. ripping to the Ray J bar, but she was ripping up in the- she didn't write that. But yeah, I'm did. like, y'all, y'all, one y'all acting like Brandy's never rapped before. And two, that she couldn't possibly write her own raps. That's probably hard to accept. The only, the only other person who could have wrote it for her was Ray J. No, Ray J ain't write that. Nigga, no, bro. No, no, I'm man. about to get Ray off J. this show, man. Y'all, Ray J. Probably, I mean, Ray J. Probably Stop. put the the line about his glasses yeah, in there. Y'all, 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 Bow Wow did not write that. Bow Wow wrote that. You hate no Bow Wow. No, he didn't. Close your eyes, listen to it again. I bet it sound like motherfucking Bow Wow. 
No, it Stand didn't. Uh, not Bob. Snoop ain't right that either. Exactly. Bro, I'm telling Snoop you. Snoop ain't right that. Maybe Warren G? No. Nah. No. Well, the, the, Warren G definitely. Going off the floor, I can. Nah. Brandy ain't right that. Bro, she did. Like I'm telling you. Yeah. You know what crazy? She did. You know what I'm saying? Why why you Man, stop playing? I don't even have to answer that. Listen, I feel like I feel like Brandy wrote it just because everybody, just because everybody else y'all name, I don't see them flowing like that. Well, let me tell you. Let me let me just give you a theory real quick. I'm gonna sound like Coop, maybe, but we already said Jack Harlow is an industry plant, right? So what if Jack Harlow wrote it? See, two no. things. Number one, I don't think Jack Harlow is an industry plant, but that's another conversation for another day. No, 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 no. We can have that conversation right now. Okay, why, why, do y'all think, why do y'all think he's a plant? I'll let Wayne he, tell you because I agree with what that nigga said. Wait, one, he's, he's an industry plant because you and your second album, you already kicking it with Drake. And let's face it, that album Please sounded wait like, for like a Drake throwaway. Like, I promise you, they're trying to make this dude. The, the next hottest nigga for the next 10 years, bro. I promise you that's what's happening. Because it's, it was going to be the baby, but unfortunately, the baby was the baby. The baby did the baby. That's right. He was on brand. The baby was on brand. He so the, the baby, baby repeatedly. Repeatedly on brand. So because the baby's always on brand, they were like, oh, well, this nigga Jack Harlow's white, so that's even going to help us even more. And bro, I feel like Jack Harlow's an industry plant because it doesn't make sense. Like, he got number one he got box I ain't gonna lie he got box and when I say he got box I mean radio box like he got box number two or whatever kids box bro he got he got box bro regardless if you like that shit or not that nigga got box number 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 two or whatever I don't understand like you have your Cooper you at Walmart yeah I was gonna say whoever's grocery shopping please mute like what the fuck? Who who's at Walmart? But your order contains an air birthday. All right, let me get uh, to the bottom of this. But no, 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 no. This, this but back, back to Jack Harlow. Jack, yeah. Jack Harlow's in it because even when I look at that album, I think of his features: Wayne, Drake. Who else was on that? Who else was on that um, feature? Justin like Timberlake. it was a nigga, Justin Timberlake. It was another nigga that he just shouldn't have been able to get a feature from. If you get a feature from Drake. Like Jack Harlow did that early on, I agree. You an industry like, plan. I don't. I, I don't, I don't like care the, about the. I don't care about the Drake feature. You know what Drake else? Just a make... rap succubus. Okay. But you know what else? You know what else? The Lil Nas X connection. That too. That makes. That's really what did it for me. Like I was like, I don't oh. think that's industry planish though. And, and you don't think really. Lil Nas an industry plan? No. Okay. 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 Nope. Okay. So so Dennis, what you are saying is that this white boy. From Kentucky, who who somehow, some way got signed by DJ Drama, who all of a sudden is gonna be a rap media darling. And all, on top of that, he's gonna star in a remake of White Man Can't Jump, is not an industry plant. Dennis, come on, bro. But see, here's the thing, on, He's been he's not, been on the rise not, for not, years. Not, like, not even before pride. this, not he still pride, has something. Not during Pride Month, bro. Don't do that. Bro. No, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> but I don't. When I think industry plant, I think I don't think Jack Harlow. I think more like D Smoke, which are two how, completely how do y'all think different. D Smoke is an industry plant. 
because that nigga won a fucking Grammy that he didn't fucking deserve for an album nobody fucking listened to because he came up from a place that nobody fucking saw with no fucking come up. Thank you. Thank you. And he looked apart. Oh, this is what niggas like. This nigga's a this nigga's a Okay, I got a question. Did did you hear the album? Are fucked up. Did yeah, you hear the I album? did. Yeah, I did. did like the first I did. Did you like the album? No. All right, well, cool. Fuck it then. <laughs> Jack Harlow industry plant, bro. Like yeah, he, what, he's, like, he, he's just not like like nigga. Uh, like, let me tell you, and then like I got an answer for your he been an up and coming nigga. He has, but let me tell you, Lil Nas was an up and coming nigga too. And then when the industry realized what they can get out of Lil Nas, because Lil Nas is gay, they was like, oh, I can make a lot of money off this nigga. Similar to what we were saying about the Juneteenth thing, they converted him into an industry plant. Same thing with Doja Cat. I've been following Doja Cat on Instagram since before Bitch I'm a Cow. Doja Cat had some fire ass music. I'm talking about like she was writing shit that I was like, yo, what is this? Bruh, right? Doja Cat, Doja Cat got the nod from Prince. As much as much as I, I got my back and forth about Doja Cat, I never hate on her musical talent. I always tell people I just feel like I would never want to be around that because I feel like she would annoy me. Shorty was making beats and writing songs and singing and doing all kinds of crazy shit. And then, yeah, like it would be times where it would be times where I would just be like on on her IG live, just watching her put stuff together. Yeah, bro. So you know what I'm talking about? She literally she literally make a song from scratch. And like on her Instagram, like she'd be like, "Yo, I'm about to make this song from scratch," and she would just make a beat like right there in front of everybody, and then make a cut, and then the cut would be raw. And you be like, what the fuck is this? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, you want me to hold on, hold on, hold on, cool. Let me let me say two things. One, I remember, like, shout out to her for for one, for because I remember when she had like made the Teal Tamara joint from scratch, and I thought that was cool. Two, shout out to her for bringing back the Mexican pizza. That's all. Right, like. right. And then I'm just gonna say, cool. Then you can get it. But guess what? As much as I love Doja, as much as I've been on Doja, and I know. Wayne and Coop, no, I've been on Doja since like a long time before she was hot. But when they seen what they could get out of Doja Cat, they made her an industry plant. And now she don't even like being an industry plant. So she'd be all weird and shit on purpose to try to ruin her career. And it's not working. Okay. She's on what? purpose trying to do it, ruin a career. Here, Did you see on. her nude on Twitter, here, here, though? Did you here, see the nude on, on Twitter? Hold on. Okay, hold so on. check me out. Hold on. Here's what I'm <laughs> So No, wait. No, bro. Here's what I'm at. Cause we done said we gonna give it to Coop three times and ain't gave it to Coop. So everybody gonna sit down and give it to Coop. Did you get your wine coolers though? Did you get your wine coolers? No, bro, no, no, I didn't, bro. I just bought a box of fucking bullets. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm in fucking Walmart. I'm uncomfortable, Coop. So check me out, bro. You want me to tell you what the thing is about Jack Harlow? And it's real short and sweet, bro. Jack Harlow is exactly what happened if just if we could separate just the white side of logic into a rapper and make it never ending wanting to be black. And that's why we feel he's an industry player. And that's real shit, bro. Like real like real shit. And I apologize if I'm cussing so much, bro. The bitch at the counter just annoyed me. She was like, well, if you ain't got no idea, and then Ad just asked me for my birthday and sold me the fucking bullets anyway. Like, bitch, I don't got I don't got the strap here now. It's for and it's for a fucking shotgun. I don't need all that. I know the fucking law. Go ahead. Now y'all can have it. All I'm saying is I agree with Coop's earlier statement. Our Lord and Savior, Prince Rogers Nelson, anointed her a long time ago. That's the only reason I still give it to her. 
I also want to say that I think that the law should be changed and bullets should not be sold to angry ass niggas like Coop. So there you go. Because Coop sound angry as fuck right now. And it should be at my discretion. So if I was at the counter and Coop came at me with all that mean shit, nigga, you're not getting these bullets. No, Clearly well, you in I, don't, I wasn't mean. I wasn't you can get these bullets tomorrow. She you was, get these bullets tomorrow. She, she was just like, <laughs> she was like, oh, you don't know your birthday? And I'm like, yo, if you don't give me these fucking bullets, bro. Don't play with me. <laughs> I'd be like, nigga, I'd be like, nigga, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not the one trying to shoot a turkey. You're trying to shoot yeah, a turkey, nigga. You're not getting these bullets. Yeah, worry about that shit with this nigga over here buying nine boxes of fucking Sudafed. Meth ain't never hurt nobody. Yes, it has. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, did y'all see? Did y'all see this? Um, Winnie the Pooh horror movie remake that they're coming out with. I'm good. I'm good because a movie called Donnie Darko was made years ago, and I love that movie. So we already got horror Winnie the Pooh. Okay. I got a question, bro. Am I the only one who feels like there's no creativity anymore? Bro, we've been saying that for years, bro. We've been saying that, bro. Everything new that comes out is a remake of the shit that our generation originally enjoyed. Bro, you take a point, bro. If they, bro, the last straw, well, not the last straw. One of the last straws is going to be for me when they try to remake Back to the Future because it's going to infuriate Cause they're gonna, Listen. cause they're gonna let Michael Bay do it, and I'm a, <laughs> and I'm gonna be mad, mad every time I hear that transformer sound. Listen, my nigga. Uh, some years ago, I used to work with this white woman when I was working for the bank, and she was an aspiring um, film director. And literally, her whole thing was she wanted to revolutionize the horror genre. I really do hope that she's out there doing it and making her dreams come true. And I hope that you know one day I'll see directed by Amy somewhere. She asked me one day, she says, hey, she, asked, she says, hey, why is it so hard for black people to be scared at horror movies? And the first thing I said to her, because I said, because it's really unrealistic. She was like, what do you mean? I said, so for black people, you keep putting black people in situations that, that you know, obviously we would never be in. One when stuff starts going around and white people want to split up, the black person is simply just going to get in their car and go the fuck home. <laughs> like, I'm not doing this with y'all today. I said, two, why, when you're in the house when the killer, would you always run upstairs? No, the front door is right there. I'm running out of here. I'm like, you got to make this thing. And I pitched her an idea, and she, and she would end up doing like a 20-minute short. Uh, with, with some friends of hers while she was still attending Florida State Film School. And I said, hey, make this like, you know, realistic for a black person. You know, like, you got Big Mama's house. Big Mama always told grandkids and her kids and whoever that there was a ghost. Didn't nobody believe that. Big Mama dies or whatever. And they're, wow. in, the, they're in the house trying to figure it out. And they I discover, see, oh shit, on, the ghost is actually like, real. Um, did y'all see the Cat Williams stand-up special? Yo, I seen he had a new one, but I haven't watched it yet. I'm definitely probably gonna watch it on this vacation. Okay, good. I won't. I won't be the one to tell you that is that is bad. It's bad, I mean, bro. You like where I'm at with people who've watched it is either a they like it or b they don't. There's no in between. So it's polarizing. 
it's it's not that it's polarized. It's what he did was he tried to be inclusive about his comedy without being offensive, which is okay. But the problem is everybody wants everybody wants old Cat Williams, and I'm sitting. I'm like, that's that's one of the major problems I have with not allowing people to evolve and not not allowing people to have grace in their life. Yeah, like y'all forgetting like this nigga Cat Williams like fought an 11 year old kid. Y'all want that cap? Hey, you forget the 11 year old kid had that nigga in the headlock too. <laughs> that that part. <laughs> like, like, come on, bro. Like, and his whole thing was, if you can't be funny without offending somebody, then maybe you're not funny. Hey, now wait a minute. Now, that's a great point. There's yeah, that's definitely a good good point. I was just about to bring it up because he said that. My thing is, I found myself, and it wasn't even, and, and Cat Williams has made jokes in the past that have been, like, like real good, but it, it's, it's never to the detriment of a group of people. And I feel like he can do that without doing that because he's done it before, but this one right. just didn't do it. Right. I, you know, he should have just did the special without saying it and then said it at the end of the special. Because let me tell you why. Because Cat Williams' funniest stand-up, in my opinion, is Pimp Chronicles. And That's I right. also think Pimp Chronicles is top 10 all-time stand-up specials, right? Okay. And if you think about Pimp Chronicles... Is, is this the one where he's in Atlanta? Uh, the one where he talked about Shaq putting his meat on his head and shit. Wait, which one? Pimp Chronicles? Yeah, the one, the one with the green jacket. Um, yeah, that's the one. With the yeah, green yeah, jacket. yeah, that's the one. Okay. And it's like my thing is when you look at the like Pimp Chronicles or whatever, right? Pimp Chronicles is freaking amazing. And if you really think about Pimp Chronicles, fellas, it's not offensive. Is it not offensive to anyone? At any point in time, he tells specific stories about himself and life and smoking weed and his kids and shit like that. That's what he talk about. He don't talk about fuck these trans people or fuck these white people or fuck these black. He don't say nothing like that. So I do agree with what he said. Like However, the most think- like like maybe like when he did the dig at Whitney, and I think there was like a slight dig at my at Michael Jackson. But see, that's not a big dig at Michael Jackson. I remember that. Yeah, but see, here's my thing though. When he says you can do comedy without being offensive, does anybody else interpret that of anything other than grouply offensive? Because I feel like we know he's not talking about no goddamn individuals. You feel me? Because making a dig at Whitney or Michael Jackson, it may offend some people, but it doesn't offend any particular group or set of people besides. Maybe the fandom of those particular people. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think he's right, but I haven't seen the special, but maybe his delivery was off. It was It was a little bit of everything. I think maybe, like, out of the whole thing, I, may, I probably chuckled once. Probably he's dead right now, though, so. Which is crazy. Which is crazy, because it's like, I was anticipating it. Did like the last one that he did, Great America. I liked that one. Williams is dead ass. 
underrated and one of the greatest comedians of our generation. And he's also like laugh out loud funny. Niggas ain't laugh out loud funny no more. So for you not to, like you say, for you to just to chuckle once, that's a that's a sign, Dennis. When was the last time y'all y'all um saw a laugh out loud comedy special? Oh, it's, it's been a while. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah, it's, I, it's, even that's I what I say, man. Comedy dead, bro. Because you know what, Dennis? With you saying that, it really just made me open my mind. Like, I haven't seen a Laugh Out Loud comedy special since the days of, like, Kevin Hart and Cat Williams with Pimp Chronicles and Laugh At My Pain and stuff like that. Yeah, I think Laugh At My Pain was my last one. Like... Because that was the last great Kevin Hart comedy special to me. What's the dude? Uh, Q, I know you don't know the nigga name. He don't got no neck. Well, he done lost weight now. But back in the day, he was real big. He didn't have no neck. Oh, Lavelle Crawford? That nigga shit funny as fuck. If you ain't seen that, <laughs> if you ain't seen that, that's uh, the funniest Earth, comedy Earthquake. special I've seen in 20 years, maybe. Earthquake's uh, most recent um, special was really funny. Yeah, earthquake funny. But the thing is, just to back up what Dennis is saying, those are like, although they're known, they're unknown comedians. Like Lavelle Crawford is an unknown comedian amongst non-comedy consumers, if that makes sense. Like and really outside the, special, and outside the culture. Right, right. Like black people, certain black people, not all black people, we look for comedy specials because we dig that shit, right? So, and I, I did stand up, so I'm a consumer of comedy. And the last one I seen that wasn't like a, a major name, because Laugh At My Pain, Kevin Hart been a major, Kevin Hart's been famous for a long time. Mm-hmm. And same thing with like Bill Chronicles, all that shit. Lavelle Crawford, when he was talking about his mama, like when he, he say, she was like, when we go in this store, don't touch nothing, don't look at nothing. Or when he talk about how he ain't let his grandma in his house because his mama left him at home and said, don't let nobody in the house. That mm-hmm. shit's like real deal, laugh out loud funny. The thing is, nobody knows who the fuck he is outside of the culture. Yeah. I also, I'm also willing to throw, um, you know what? Last one for me was, um, it was Donnell Rollins. That was like, funny as shit. ain't worried about yeah. nothing. Something like that. Yeah, I like, I like that one a lot. That was probably now. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say because this is probably the other subject that low key outside of wrestling that me and Jax are so passionate about. And Jack, Jax, you might have seen this guy, Wayne. You might have watched, and I know, I've, I know, I've recommended his stand up to one of you. Ronnie Chan, Asian, Asian destroys America is, oh, yeah, is yeah, incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Very good. But I do agree. Oh, wait, Joe Coy's uh, Joe Coy's last two are really good. Mm-hmm. So y'all know I always talk about comedy being cultural, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, both of those specials I've seen, right? And although I laughed, I I feel like it's like what Dennis said. I did a a chuckle laugh. You know what I mean? Like not like a like gut buster. Yeah, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, laughing, you cry. It wasn't none of that. When Kevin Hart say, help me, nigga, that's some funny shit. Yeah. Because I just see, I just see Gerald. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Exactly. So I die laughing at that. But like, even like Bill Burr, Bill Burr is a great comedian. But when I watch Bill Burr, I'm not dying laughing at Bill Burr. How how do we feel about Russell Peters? Good. He's good. Yeah. But he also he also has learned from Kendrick Lamar that he can starve his audience for his presence and then come out with something and it'd be good. Because he starves to, to, to shit on a comedian that I've shitted on before. Um, Go ahead. From our stand up, I just want to shit on her one more time. Just hilarious is not funny at all. Bro, but what, what have we said? If she didn't if she didn't look like that, would she be funny? And what have we always said? No, she would. How do y'all feel uh, about um? How do y'all feel about uh, Miss Pat? About who? Miss Pat. Funny. Oh, Miss Pat is funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miss Pat is funny. I, remember, I don't know it's funny. Miss Pat is Miss Pat a stand-up comedian? Exactly, bro. Let me tell you, because she's funny in that same way. With the way older people don't give a fuck about what you think about them, she's funny like that. <laughs> yeah, it even shows like in her um in her sitcom. Yeah, yeah like. Like Miss Pat reminds me of a of a Ray Ronaldo type of comedian. If do y'all remember the show Thea? Yeah. Yes. Actually, Thea's the, hilarious. I seen her on a cruise back in 2018 or something like that. If that if the character Thea had a stand-up, it'd be Miss Pat. Mm. Okay. Thea is the reason why we got Brandy. Look at that full circle shit right there. So the show Brandy came as a spinoff from the sitcom Thea, because if you remember on Thea, Brandy was the daughter. Mm. And so Thea, I think, ran a season and a half, maybe one season. It didn't get renewed. And then they picked up Brandy into her own show and kind of changed around like her mom and parents and shit and essentially changed the show Thea into the show Brandy. Crazy. And that also brings up the fact that we talked about that nigga from Onyx on the last episode. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> uh, but I think that's everything for the the comedy um, section. Um, who do y'all think going at the Warriors and the Celtics? I mean, the Warriors, unfortunately. If it goes to a game seven, I got Celtics. Why would it go to a game seven? Because this is why I was going to go to a game seven. Boston is doing something that the Spurs used to do very, very well uh, prior to the age of the three of the three point three point shot. Boston is playing nineties defense, and there's only two two teams that's playing nineties defense. That's Boston and Miami, and it was kind of the reason why I thought Miami was going to win, for the simple fact that. Essentially, Boston and Miami are the same team, but I looked at Miami having uh, more veteran leadership to carry them over the hump. But they had too many key injuries, such as Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, uh, Jimmy Butler wasn't a hundred percent. Bam, Adi- I can't even pronounce his last name. I got you. Um, but yeah, he he wasn't all the way there either. And and I think if you got a hundred, oh, if two of those four players I just named, uh, specifically Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero, if they're one hundred percent healthy, I think that 
um, Miami would essentially snubbed out uh, Boston. But I think Miami wins that game if Jimmy Butler doesn't go Jimmy Butler and end that punch of game. But well, what the fuck was that? You you can you could debate that because he's supposed to take that shot. Like yeah, but why three? Why everybody's, three? Everybody's like Kyle Lowry and Max Strauss was on the wing. Okay, cool. He's supposed to take that shot. Because why three though? Why three though? Q. What, what did you expect him to do? Die for a uh, uh, dive for for a layup and hopefully get the end one? You, uh, no, like not with Al Crawford, like right there. Do you do you think Jimmy Butler is and, and not to turn this into an NBA show? But do you think Jimmy Butler is a three point shooter? I don't think he's a three point shooter. I think he's the last of the classic two guards. Then therefore, I hate to say it, the people are right. He can't take that shot. Then he's supposed to take that shot. If it's gonna be a three, he gotta go I'm, with. I'm sorry, Tyler Hero. He, or somebody he that's, that's, that can shoot a three. He went four for six from three point um three point range in the last game. <laughs> yeah, this this game though, it's the game. But nevertheless, I don't give a fuck, Miami. So you can't say myself. he's not supposed to take that shot because if he's not on the court, they don't even have a game seven. Well, he's the superstar. I agree with you somewhat. I'm not mad at that shot. But my, my thing was, these are the things that you got to look at. With. One, you're not in transition. You're not setting up. You're not the type of player to, to shoot that kind of shot. And then on top of that, you play a full 48 minutes. For all those reasons, you probably shouldn't have took that shot. But, but is he the one that's supposed to take that shot? Yes, he is the one that's supposed to take that shot. Because I just want to point out, because outside, as a basketball coach, outside of Jimmy Butler, um, it is truly incredible for an NBA player to play 48 fucking minutes. That is insane. And the fact that it happens all the time, because I know it happened all the time in the playoffs, is it, those dudes are real Iron Man. Because guess what? I have girls literally falling out on me when they have to play a full, like, 38 minutes in high school. Yeah. So, so like for them to be able to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really like that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Like at that point, Kyle Lowry hadn't gotten you anything, and you, and and then we're not even discussing the fact that the refs waved a three point shot by um by Max Strauss when he never even touched the fucking line. So we're that's neither here nor there. The reason why I think that is that it's going to go to a game seven is for these things. One, Steph Curry is going to get touched from from the time he crosses the half line, the half court line. Okay, he's going to run around the court like he always does because he's Steph, and all five players are going to bump into him. They're going to grab him. They're going to pull his shirt. He's going to get cut. He's going to get scratched. That's the reason why he's going to feel every single game. Draymond is going to feel every single game. But the difference between Steph and Draymond is Draymond got an attitude issue. And if I'm correct, Draymond cannot afford to get another tech because if he gets another tech, then that means he's suspended for the following game. Number two, the reason why I think, um, Boston is going to take it to a game seven against the Warriors because of that 90 style defense. Okay. Um, I think Warriors got too many young players. 
All right. But on the other end, Boston has too many players that for unexplained reasons, they're just going to have bad shooting nights. So you're going to have veteran leadership on Golden State side that's going to be able to take advantage of that and get them, you know, games that that Boston should win and somehow the Golden State Warriors edge it out. But last but last but not least is at the end of the day, I think you got it where you got NBA's best offense, NBA's best defense. And nine out of ten times in every championship where it's boiled down to the best offense versus the best defense, the best defense has always won. I think that uh, Warriors win in six because Steph Curry's an industry player. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. <laughs> Moving on. Closing thoughts. I, I was going to hit on go first. Listen, man. Every week I yeah, I get all high gravity and um want to try to sober up the moments and stuff like that. I ain't doing that this week, my niggas. Cause I'm tired. I'm about to go on vacation. And um, I ain't got time for that negativity. Um, even though some things are negative, not because you're it's a bad thing, it's just negative because it's inherently wrong and it's an injustice. Check this out though. Because I'm going on vacation to the Keys and this hurricane's about to ruin my trip, which is it's whatever. Because um, it is hurricane season. Yes, and yeah, there's a hurricane coming. I tried to tell Bud, bro. He ain't listen. But listen, y'all boys, y'all girls, do not be loyal to these jobs to a default. Use your vacation time. Call out on their ass. Take time for yourself. Because self- Love and self-care matters. Your mental health is everything. You're going to slave and do everything for this job, and they're going to lay your ass off when Monkey Pops put us back on lockdown again. Don't let that happen. Don't let that happen. You niggas need to understand that you have to do and care about yourself. Have some self-worth. Go have a drink. If you don't drink, go have a water. And, and, and look at some chicks. And if you don't like chicks, look at some dudes. I don't give a fuck what you do. Just do something for yourself where you're not thinking about the boardroom. You're not thinking about the faxes. You're not thinking about emails. You're thinking about yourself and enjoying what you're doing. That's what I want you niggas to do. And I thought of something that my granddaddy used to say that I never understood today because something real funny, interesting happened to me today. Today... I was in Belk, which I never go to Belkin shop, but I was walking back from the mall um, because I had to pick up some shoes uh, from Rack Room because I'm cheap. And I'm walking back and I was like, oh, look at these um, big and tall shirts. I'm going to get one. So I grabbed one. And as I go in line upstairs by the men's section, there's two older women trying to pay their Belk credit cards, right? And she's like, baby, I'm so sorry. We wasted your time. And I remember my granddaddy used to say, patience is a virtue. Life's too short to be impatient. I never knew what that meant until today. Because guess what? Relish in these moments, because these moments don't last forever. It's too short. So if you're impatient, you rush in your life. Don't rush your life. And let me tell you what happened right after that, gentlemen. I'm walking back. I bought my little goofy-ass shirt. I'm walking to the escalator. I kid you not. 
there's a older woman and a young boy with looks like a burn scar on his face or something like that. She said, excuse me, sir, are you going down on the escalator? I say, well, yeah, I'm going down. She was like, can you help us? Because my, my grandson is too afraid to go down the escalator. So you know what I did, fellas? I grabbed that young man's hand and I said, I got you, bro. Come on. And then I showed him how to step on the escalator. We went down the escalator and I helped him hop up off the escalator. I say, see, man, it's all good. And he said, thank you. And gave me a hug. I don't know that young man's name. I don't know his grandma's name, but I know one thing. He's seen a black man help him with something and he's better for it. So listen, care about yourself. That's it. All right. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and knock mine out real quick. So, um, one, I appreciate the story you just told, Jax. But yeah, so I've been on vacation since uh, Memorial Day weekend, and I've had time to reflect. And it's been a joyous time. I've gotten so much sleep. I've spent so much time with my children. And I'm just basically reiterating what, what uh, Jax was saying about making sure that you take the time off uh, for you. Uh, my second point is basically this. We all know what's been happening. We've all heard the discussions. And I just want people to make an informed decision before they let their temporary emotions make an impact on what's a permanent decision. Again, I want people to take the time to reflect. I understand what's been going on for the last two to three weeks. I want you guys to make an informed decision and not base it on your temporary emotion because it's going to impact you permanently. My last thought before I get out of here is uh, recently we had some drama between Monique and D.L. Hughley. I'm surprised that wasn't on the docket. Dennis, you tripping. Um, and honestly, when are we all just going to admit that the problem is her? <laughs> Some, I, we got we to gotta call a spade a spade. You know, shout out to Johnny Depp because he had to prove to everybody today that the problem was her. City boys up. Okay. As always, be patient. Be prayerful. Do not panic. LQ I'm out. Diana Taurasi should retire too. I meant to say that way earlier. My bad. Like she's fighting everybody right now. She needs to retire. I'm sick of her shit. So me? You got it. So first things first, y'all. Please drink your water. Everything is bad for you nowadays. I know how I get down. I'm going to tell you something that I just, <laughs> a very recent experience I had that I'm, things I'm trying to work through. I think last time we, I spoke to you, I told you that I was trying to get into therapy and stuff like that, bro. Can I be honest with you, bro? There's a song by uh, Tyler, the creator, that we call, Tyler, the creator that I really like called November. And, you know, he says, you know, find your November. And it's really a song about, you know, finding the, the, the space within you, the space and time, this area within you that brings you happiness and it brings you peace and evacuates the pressures of your life. 
One of the things I'm struggling, I'm struggling with, and I've probably struggled with for years because Wayne used to always tell me I had anger issues, and it's not because I go off, I go places, I just fly off on people, bro. But I be going through stuff, I tend to hold on to things, and then suddenly, the slightest thing, like just like, can, will set me off. I can consciously say that I don't like being like that. I used to just kind of be like, ah, oh, that's just who I am from Philly, all that kind of shit. But honestly, I, I, I can recognize a problem. And I've gotten to a point in my life where I don't just, I try not to just take accountability for the things that people can see, but for the things that only I can see with me. I very recently snapped on a person for that very reason. Realistically, the thing that they did was just minor and annoying. But the things I've I've held on to and the pressure that's built up is heavy. It's not making diamonds, bro. It's like it's a bunch of coal that's trying to get squeezed out one diamond. And I feel bad. I feel bad because if I had the opportunity almost immediately after the situation was over, honestly, I I really wanted to just apologize and be like, yo, man, my bad. Honestly, you don't know what's going on in my life or internally with me. And you probably didn't deserve all that heat I just gave you. But it's important, man. I'm, I'm noticing because I'm on this particular journey in my mental health, how many of us are walking around like this? We just walking around like these fucking, not even time bombs, bro. Some of us is time bombs. Some of us is just proximity bombs. Honestly, it's, some of us is walk, are walking around with this ever building pressure inside of us. And I don't know for all of you who aren't familiar with this, but there's a, a, a law of systems. And it simply says that a system in equilibrium, oh, excuse me, a, a system in equilibrium when subject to stress will react in such a manner as to alleviate that stress whatsoever. Yo, man, find some way, find some way, do your work, work with other people, get around people you trust and find a way for you to free yourself of that ever building pressure. Because even in just snapping, yeah, yeah, today somebody could walk away. The other day I could be walking, I could be doing that to a bad motherfucker. He go, okay, man, this is the last time you get to do that. Like that, things could go very different. And it's just crazy to me how I'm learning. Because before, once upon a time, I would not have cared about snapping on anybody. But I'm noticing, like, bro, I don't want to do that to people anymore. I'm tired of feeling like that. I'm tired of walking around like that. I can literally almost feel it like a physical, like heavy coat on me sometimes. And so if I'm feeling like that, I can only imagine what other people, I'm just discovering shit about me. I can imagine how it was going on for people who've been dealing with it for way longer and years and things are just building and building and building and building. So I urge you all to get the help you need from the sources you trust in the places you're comfortable. Take care of yourselves. Please be safe. All right. Great pot, as I always say. Um, and to piggyback off of 
off of what Coop said. Um, May was, and we didn't get to bring this up, but May was on um, Mental Health Month. And I do want to say, you know, um, as I always say, keep your mental health in check, check on your people. Um, also keep your physical health in check. I had some ideas on some things that I wanted to um, try to do um, for mental health month, but now it's June. But um, definitely no matter what month it is, definitely make sure that you're taking the necessary steps to make sure that you are okay. And whatever steps it takes to get to that point of being okay is okay. Um, I was gonna bring I was gonna bring up the, the Texas shooting, but honestly, so much has happened, and I even heard about it earlier today. And it's like it sucks that if I were to like mention discussing even discussing a shooting, the follow up question probably would be which one. Yeah, Sapphire, we've been uh, recording for the last hour. Uh, uh, hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma, got shot up. I'm watching CNN right now. They shot up a hospital in Tulsa. So, yeah, yeah that exactly. shit's crazy. Like, I don't think that I can. I don't think I can send enough healing energy to every single family affected. It's a very, it's very heavy. It's very heavy, and it's kind of a good thing that we didn't talk about it because of how heavy it is. So I'm glad that, you know, we did get to, you know, come together and have a good time like we always do. But, um, yeah, I think that's everything I got. Um, make sure you tune in, check out the podcast, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. And remember, when you touch that dial, like, rate, review, share, worship. Worship, worship. And like that, Ooh. we out. Peace. Wait, one more thing. Wait, one more thing that's before you let us go. Hey, uh, rest in peace, Marion Barber. Dang. Oh, yeah, he just died. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, just found him dead. Crazy. They just found they found him dead in his apartment, man. I'm an Eagles fan, so I loathe the Cowboys all my life. And I remember Barry and Barrow on the field and you know the ferociousness that he ran that ran the ball with, man. I didn't know him personally, but I know that's a that's another life loss. That's another black man lost. He was 38 years old. Like crazy. I can't what hey. I keep telling y'all, we not. It's almost like it's purposeful. Definitely, rest in peace, Marion Barber. I didn't even know that. That shit crazy, fam. All right, Dennis, we can get the fuck up out of here, Kyle. Yeah, my bad on not bringing the Monique Dio Hugo thing up because I was like, because I remember literally like. A couple moons ago, four score and seven years ago, where we talked about um, Monique literally for all of episode two of the No Static podcast, and literally it was a whole a whole segment of this is on her essentially. Yeah. We had an episode of her listening about Monique and Tank basically said fuck down. I, I feel like stand on, she should have got paid more than that white chick though. I stand on that. Oh yeah. Listen, that was my entire argument. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all telling me about Amy Schumer? Right. Get the fuck out of here. Y'all, y'all not finna make me believe Amy Schumer gets more money than Monique. I'm sorry. Y'all can't. You a hater, hater, bear.